Disclaimer, the hosts of this podcast have no formal doctrinal or monastic training. The purpose of our discussion is to explore how different perspectives may interpret questions of faith. We will always strive to dissolve misunderstandings, but as we are lay practitioners and non-practitioners, there is certainly the opportunity for us to misinterpret the Dharma, or aspects of other traditions and religions. If you believe we have slandered faith or presented misunderstandings, we invite you to write us at contemplatingf1 on Twitter with your concerns, so we may better understand and correct our mistakes. Thank you for your interest and attention. Let's dive into our discussion. Hello, I'm Rue. Hi, I'm Chandler. And welcome to our first episode of Contemplating Faith. Today, for our first topics that we want to tackle, uh, the questions are, what is faith, and why should one participate or not? Uh, so I, I think it's a fairly hard question to answer, but would you like to start uh, with your perspective, or do you want me to? Uh, I would not like to start. <laughs> okay, okay, so <laughs> um, I practice Pure Land Buddhism, uh, more specifically the Jodo Shinshu tradition, as taught by Master Shinran Shonin, um, so I am a follower, uh, practitioner of the Nimbutsu, um, and I believe uh, faith to me is uh what what uh shin buddhists call shinjin it's the uh realization of true and trusting in amida buddha's other power and the forfeiture of self-power um so to me that that's what faith is it's not it's not um that very much can sound like it's a uh, blind following um but it, it's not that, it's just true and trusting is the best way I can think to phrase it. It's a hard belief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, we'll we'll get into it a lot more, but uh, I, I feel like um, uh, Pure Land Buddhism as a whole gets uh, criticized very often, especially by uh, Buddhists uh, who say, no, that's just a lazy practice. You're not practicing anything uh, or what have you. Um, because all that we rely on is Amida Buddha's 18th primal vow, or Dharmakara's 18th primal vow, uh, which is that, um, and I'm, of course, loosely quoting it here, I don't have it written down before me, but I know, what a, I'm so unprofessional. <laughs> Lazy Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy Buddhist. <laughs> um, so the 18th primal vow is uh, that Dharmakara vowed to um, save all sentient beings in the ten quarters, and if not each one who says the name of Amida Buddha, even as few as one or ten times, does not achieve enlightenment, then he will not achieve enlightenment. Um, the belief is that by fulfilling his 48 vows, uh, he did achieve enlightenment, and Dharmakara Bodhisattva became Amida Buddha. Um, 
so uh, I guess that's a good start on <laughs> yeah, my... Yeah, you really am. I really there. dived in pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, going to go ahead and say you're going to do that uh, probably often, pretty frequently. <laughs> often, I'm sure, yeah. Um, I guess I can answer. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't define myself as any particular religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even feel like atheist or agnostic exactly fits. Um, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> is the yeah. best way to put it. Um, but um, I have practiced in things like Wicca and just general pagan practices. And so I feel like that's a large basis of, to me, faith is like how you influence the energy in the world around you Mm -hmm. and not in the woo 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 like (laughs) oh i see your aura way like (laughs) yeah i just believe fully in um and and again not in the manifestation way but i believe fully in intention and putting intention in the world and um i i would very much say that buddhists (laughs) consider this the principle of karma yeah yeah um and i definitely have um some strong feelings about karma (laughs) yeah uh as we've gone into before in our own personal discussions Mm -hmm. um very much disclaimer here i am not a buddhist yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) at all uh and and that's why i'm so interested to have these discussions is because um it helps develop understanding not only through um getting to talk about these things, but to actually uh, understand each other's views on certain issues. Um, I think it's important to understand our perspectives and how they may differ or how they may agree with Mm -hmm. each other. But yeah, I I completely respect the um, lack of desire to practice religion. and and even people sometimes uh, Shin Buddhists have trouble with calling it a religion. Um, really? Yeah, it's something that's really fascinated it, to, me. From an outside perspective, yeah. it definitely seems more like a um, like not even just your the way you practice, but mm-hmm. like um, I feel like this is what people like movies and stuff reference when they talk about Buddhists. It's very much just like a meditative process instead of a religion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and I I would agree that it's a very contemplative kind of thing. Yes. Um, One of the (laughs) major confusions uh, that gets placed on Shin Buddhism uh, often is that it, a lot of people see it as a monotheistic tradition. Um, as if we revere Amida Buddha as a god. Yeah. Um, and I understand why it can seem that way. You know, uh, like, we, we both have some Christian background as well. I have a deep Christian background. <laughs> yeah, I do you... not follow anymore, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, you were certainly raised uh, around Christianity. Yes. And through uh, high school, I... I would say I was firmly believing in Christianity as I, well. Just an aside, totally off the su- subject. Yeah. I thought you were just like playing along to the mask. Like I never <laughs> thought that you believed like that. Um, I appreciated 
Jesus. And I think yeah. I still do. I think okay. that um I think that the the teachings of Jesus were by all means sound morals. Yeah. And so I I feel like that's the part of Christianity that I always understood. Morality. Oh, that might have to do with your upbringing, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Oh, gosh. You weren't given a direction morally. No, yeah. I, I was, in fact, uh, kind of guided to avoid morals yeah. altogether. Um, Interesting. <laughs> little discovery you've made just now. <laughs> one of uh, one of the funniest ways that I can put it is um, my parents did not want me to watch PBS mm-hmm. because it would teach me good morals. Yeah. <laughs> And I find that so hilarious as an adult. No Disney, no, no PBS. Yeah, nothing. No yeah. Discovery Kids, not, none of that. I can't believe they let you go to church with us. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, like, really. And, you know, um, thinking back on it, uh, uh, my, my dad grew up around Mormonism, uh, so he saw that a lot. Um, and I, I think that's probably where he got his more... Um, lack of belief yeah um, I, I could see growing up around mormons would do that to <laughs> yeah right like because because uh and not not to bash on on mormonism um i i truly wish to respect all practices and religions however i'll let you do that <laughs> i i understand when people compare mormonism to a cult-like following yeah um because it very much like it it follows down that path uh, in some ways, yeah. and it it's I, I I hate to to go too far into this because I feel like I will just end up slandering Mormonism, <laughs> but uh, I I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding in that religion. There definitely is, and especially with like all the like documentaries that have come out in the last several years like people already shat on it as a religion anyway right um i would say of all the religions that i've encountered i think um i think mormonism is probably the one that is the most uh militant in its teachings um and that was one of the things that uh kind of turned me off of christianity Mm -hmm. was like the whole concept of like the jeremiah's like oh fire and brimstone is coming your way you have to repent you have no choice but to follow christianity yeah there's there's negative consequences to not following christianity and and mormons have seminary so Mm -hmm. like every morning they will wake up and have bible school essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, rue's brother was mormon just by yeah we have we have toes and pretty much (laughs) right i i also uh practiced wicca for a little Mm -hmm. bit as well um and i i i still find that uh i believe like you said in the power of influence Mm -hmm. in a certain power that we cannot understand and that's actually a part of why I've come to Shin Buddhism uh, so uh, wholeheartedly, because I don't believe I have the self-power to achieve enlightenment on my own. And even beyond that, I just feel I'm incapable of 
practice that emits good merit. Um, so my reliance is entirely on uh, what Shin Buddhists call other power, which is Amida Buddha's power. And so it, it's, it's why I've come to so uh, steadfastly believe in, in the primal vow, is because I've always felt that there is something else out there that has power manifest greater than what we can comprehend as humans. Mm -hmm. And whether you want to call that a creator god, whether you want to call it a god at all, or whether you want to call it energy or mm -hmm. influence or karma, what have you, I think whatever it is, I don't have the capability to grasp it. Humanity doesn't have the capability to exactly. grasp it. Exactly. And, like, so, uh, Shakyamuni Buddha, um, the original Gautama Buddha, um, the, the original Buddha, yeah. uh, said that we all have the seed of Buddhahood within us, but we have to awaken it. Mm. Um, and so for Shin Buddhists, Shinjin is the awakening of that faith. It's the realization, um, as the Japanese put it, that we are bombu uh, creatures, we are foolish-minded, we are self-centered, egoistic, um, we have blind passions that block us, and even as hard as we may try to strive against that, we always fall to the human condition. So relying entirely on other power instead of self-power gives us the opportunity to achieve enlightenment through the realization of Amida Buddha's vows. And and I feel like that's also still even giving a, a loose definition to it all. Um, but but yeah, I, I feel like I'm talking a little bit too much here. <laughs> I, 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 I would like to just make a point yeah. uh, in relation to you know why versus why not yeah um, yeah i feel like between the two of our I'm using air quotes here practices mm -hmm. you know i feel like it's um self versus external you know uh reliance yeah um, yeah like i've been especially leaving being christian just being like well it's very selfish of you to want to put the power of the world on yourself kind of deal, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but you're saying the opposite, mm -hmm. you know, as people in a religion tend to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I, I, uh, I feel an important point to make on that is that the difference is self power versus other power. Yeah. Um, and that's a better way of putting it. Like, like Ooh, uh, yeah. external, uh, forces, it's it's hard for me to, uh, I guess, call it external. It's like big picture versus little picture. Like yeah. I, I focus my energy on what I can do day to day. It, it's like survival, almost. Mm -hmm. um, if I were to do like a ritual, I, it's been a while since I've actually practiced anything. Mm -hmm. but if I were to do like a, an intention ritual or whatever, that's still only putting me at max, like, two weeks ahead of my schedule, you know? Yeah. I, I'm focused on immediate concerns versus my eternal 
And and I think that's fair. Yeah. I think... Um, and I think that's what it comes down to for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially... Um, and this is a topic that I want to discuss uh, much deeper in a later episode. But the fact that nobody knows what death truly is. Nope. So... I entirely understand and agree with the merit of living your life as it pleases you. And I, I, that's that's what I guess Buddhists will call blind passions or um, the human condition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ourselves acting as humans. We can't stop that. It's... It's a touch of cynicism. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and I would consider myself a hardcore cynic, like, always. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's like, why did you why'd you do that? I'm like, I'm just incredibly cynical about everything. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> and, and I feel like that's something that shouldn't be discounted, you know? I feel, you. Like it, it, I feel like it's a respectable belief. It's not hedonism. It's... <laughs> you look at me like that. <laughs> We we can talk about hedonism too. There's actually um I, I found out yeah. that there are pure land sects uh that say um you have to do evil things in order to achieve birth in the pure land. I, it's learn from your mistakes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like that's that's the principle that I hold on to. I like to see it as uh, everything is opportunity for growth. I may not be able to change, but I can certainly try to inform myself how to. That is how I've been very focused on living my life the last few months, especially. Like, I there's so much about yourself that you can change at any given time, mentally, physically, whatever. Yeah. And you have to just focus on those things and move on with your life. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if that's really a good point. I kind of lost my train of thought immediately as I started saying <laughs> oh, it, fine. but you know what I mean. I, yeah. If you ex- I feel <laughs> like that's, that's the very source of uh, my belief in other power is just the lack of guidance i have in myself i suppose um if that's a good way to put it because i would say i've got quite a bit of good guidance yeah i I don't feel like i need to rely on something else to influence my path yeah and and is that selfish no i don't think so it feels selfish sometimes Uh, and that's the thing selfishness should not be a bad thing in my opinion sometimes yeah i mean you can be like the selfish asshole who cuts in line at mcdonald's and demands your order right away or you can be the selfish person who says i need to take a day for myself and do what interests me what mm-hmm. makes me happy what's happy boundaries mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly right but it opens the door to opportunity of practice i think and for the decision to not participate in practice i think is just as reasonable as the mind that wishes to practice 
I have no intentions of converting you. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't ever force someone to practice or not. Oh my gosh. If they're not interested, take the hint. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, I I always, that was one of the great things that drove me away from Christianity, is Mm -hmm. just the existence of Bible thumpers. And especially living in the Bible Belt, as as we call this region. Um, (laughs) It's bad. Yeah, we're right in the belt buckle. Mm -hmm. and Like, I just got a new job at the mall. And walking to my interview, we got stopped in the mall (laughs) for someone to tell Rue that his beard reminded them of wisdom and that God was going to grant him wisdom on this day. Like, I was like... We both just walked by like, what the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) It's like, go away. Like, let people just live their lives. Right? I really wanted to just, like, retort back. Like, what God? What wisdom? I I fully was just going to tell them to fuck off. (laughs) They tried to to stop me when I was walking by with the lady who was interviewing me. Mm. Um, And I was like, I can't. I can't tell some stranger to fuck off in the middle of the mall during my job interview, but, like, (laughs) that's the only answer. And and it's, like, uh, that's... That that... makes me not want to practice, period. Anything, ever. Yeah. 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 The the lack of respect people have Mm -hmm. for lack of practice. Yeah. Um, Which I think, I think it's completely reasonable to not wish to practice something. Like, my dad thinks I'm missing something important in my life by not having any sort of spiritual or religious practice. I'm like, I have so much more time during my day than you do (laughs) to do the things that I love that help me move on with my, like, like my writing and stuff like that. Like, I couldn't write four paragraphs in the time I'd be spending praying, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, exactly. And those four paragraphs are going to add up and, like... And and I, I feel like that's the thing that people ignore so much is like, oh, but you'll be fulfilled if you pray or you'll be fulfilled if you do this. I have and, no connection to those things. Right. Thing. Like that doesn't. I don't think you it, have to. It, 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 there's nothing. There's no void in me that's being filled or depleted by praying or not. Yeah, exactly. Or doing rituals or not mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. And I think that also brings up the interesting topic of uh, what what uh, what is the role of prayer and uh, how how do we embody that? Because um, I feel like a lot of people who follow Abrahamic religions mm-hmm. uh, they think they're talking to God. They yeah yeah and and they're making requests. They're yeah. being selfish. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. asking for and even if you're like. <laughs> If you all you pray about is, I hope my family is healthy. I hope that the people in my church are healthy. I hope that so and so can get their lung transplant. That's still being selfish. Exactly, right? And like, it's the good place, you know? (laughs) You're asking for these things because you think it's going to, you know, improve your chances to be good. Like, I, I genuinely don't think most of humankind is good even if you do good things there's very few who are doing it selflessly i very um, much agree with that i know <laughs> like certainly um i mean i prayer is not talking to somebody prayer is what i do it's setting your intentions it's putting what you want into the universe and i strongly believe that you know you can like you 
you can follow Buddhism and you can influence that buildup of karma in yourself. But I think a lot of people are missing just a, you have to have a connection to it in the first place. Like whether it be like some sort of like, I was called to this type of deal or just like a, this sounds so pretentious and you, you know, I hate telling people this, but like, I very much have some sort of weird, I hate saying this, like not psychic connection. I, I just. No, but I, you, you have kind of proven <laughs> yourself to be a soothsayer at it, many times. And like, <laughs> just like, I, I can tell when someone's entering a room and not like, even just like headphones in like. You know, everyone's like, oh, you feel the vibrations, you know, of someone entering a room. But, like, I can tell who's coming into the room. I always know who it is, even if I don't know they're in the house, you know? And, like, I have slightly prophetic dreams from time to time. And, like, sometimes I'll just, like, have a whip instinct that something's about to happen that is so off base. And then it fucking happens. You know, that brings me the connection to the things that I put out and the practices that I embody but if uh, that I mean like you just people have different tethers yeah and those tethers you can pull if you find the right ones I don't know that might have been too <laughs> out there I, I think that I think that really speaks to uh I'm not calling myself a psychic by the way no and I'm no. not saying like I see energies like <laughs> right. I really want to I'm just a dude you're, that you're... is weird <laughs> like you're not a medium you're not no, you're not a ghost no. hunter or what have no. you like, <laughs> it's just sometimes i wake up and know what's gonna happen that day like yeah and and truly i've seen it i've seen <laughs> it happen i've seen you predict the future it really concerns me sometimes because <laughs> like you will tell me like oh man this person's going to show up today. Yeah, someone we haven't <laughs> like, seen in, like, six years. And then it's like, no, there's no fucking chance of that. They live states away. Yeah. And then, We hey. go to Walmart, and they're just walking across. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, I, I, it, it's so inconceivable <laughs> to me. Um, but, but I think, I think the point, uh, that you, you make there, uh, um, it, it definitely speaks to the difference, uh, in, most Buddhist practices versus uh, Shin Buddhism. Like, I do meditate, but I do it for therapeutic reasons. Yes. I do it because it helps me with stress. It calms uh, you down. Exactly. Relaxation. If I'm having a panic attack, then I find that meditation can help. And this is why people have a hard time viewing this as religion. Yeah, yeah. right? And, like, so Shin Buddhism says that you don't need such sundry practices. You don't need all these things. You don't need to meditate for eight hours a day to find the seed of Buddhahood in mm-hmm. you. You don't you don't awaken enlightenment uh in yourself by uh practicing Zazen or mm-hmm. or what have you, a Tendai, a, a, any sort of uh belief that we can create an eternal self through our own power i feel like is just um it feels so misguided to me i feel like whether you want to call it energy or karma or what have you i think we have no control over it whatsoever none 
And I think the importance is accepting. I think, I mean, it's none, but also you can request it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can put out the you can put out the things that will eventually. Yeah, like and this is kind of where we differ. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't believe in luck. And, yeah, no, and no. Stuff like this, like, <laughs> um. Which is such a funny thing to say because I'll still say things like "Don't put that bad luck on me." Or <laughs> That's what just have my you. influence. I think. <laughs> like, but uh, truly, I I don't believe in luck because I believe in karma. I believe mm-hmm. in cause and effect. I believe that our actions always have consequences. Do you think it's more of like a build up type of deal, or do you think it does pool and recede? I think it's a little bit of both. I think um, this is another interesting thought that we'll get into in later episodes. But the idea of, how do I put this? Like karma coming from past lives. Mm, Um, So if in my previous life, I was a terrible person, would I be treated poorly in the next life? would it come back to me? And it, even further to that effect, if I was a good person in my past life, does that mean that I will spread good into the world? My belief on it is that, yes, our past lives, because I do believe in reincarnation, um, I believe that our past lives influence the direction of our futures. But I feel like our souls are not our own. I feel like it's like there is a pool of souls out there. <laughs> there are only so many to go around, and humans are recycled. I was exactly souls- going <laughs> to say recycling. Yeah. But I, I feel like you get scrubbed clean between. To, from, like, yeah. there is only so much to go around. I don't know if... Because I don't think that's fair moving forward because so much time would change in between a lifetime. Yeah. It's not fair to judge a past you who has different factors than the old you's unless like you're reincarnated into the same situation every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, someone a, a generation behind or more is not gonna even close again not to bring it back to the good place again i probably will do oh, this no. frequently <laughs> good place um, is a great the example good pla- the good place is a, a totally lined up with it like there everything has a, a consequence mm-hmm. you know yeah um but i i think it's it's 20 years ago isn't now you know yeah i can't times change yeah, very much i can't say something I can't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would be the same person now than I would be 20 years. Like, would I be the same environmentally conscious person that I am? And would I be gay as fuck? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like um, I, I think, uh, I, I think while our, our actions in previous lives may influence how the future is for us, um, it brings up a really interesting question in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because I practice Shin Buddhism, because I feel I have realized Shinji, 
does that mean that I've already been born in the pure land? <laughs> and this is me coming back to share the Dharma? Like... <laughs> it, I don't know enough to tell you that one. It almost see because that that's so pretentious to say, right? Like, oh, I was already born in the pure land. Like, but if do, do monks that come back to this world have they been born in the pure land and they just don't remember that lifetime because we reset as humans? Like, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. You never know. Like, exactly. your whole life is dedicated to this practice that teaches these things but you never know yeah that's weird that it's it's one of my favorite things <laughs> to contemplate and and here's here's a here's one of my favorite uh, aspects of it also when asked where is the pure land um uh, master honin said it is in the westward so look to the west so if I'm born again in my next life, am I going to be born in Japan? <laughs> and after that, will I be born in India? And after that, it's... will I be born so, <laughs> back in the States? All I'm picturing is when someone tries to jump on a boat and the boat keeps going and they're up in the air. Exactly. <laughs> they just drop down where right? they are, but the boat's gone. <laughs> I think I think we've kind of covered uh, the topic of uh, what is faith to us fairly well. Very but, well. <laughs> uh, I do want to tackle just a little bit more the intention of should we or should we not. See, I was gonna it. ask you directly. Like, yeah. I mean, apart from um, I'm not, I'm definitely gonna be phrasing this wrong. Uh, reaching the pure land for you. Um, what? Why? would why practice religion because there's not correct me if i'm wrong there's no promise you're gonna reach the brilliant even though you practice i mean with christianity there's no promise that you'll reach i mean if you get baptized that just absolves you of your sins even though you're 12 years old when you get baptized um but like like, that's the thing. Christianity holds the idea of evil acts will bar you from heaven. Right. Um, it's for, but for Buddhism, it's more about just practicing in general. For, for Shin Buddhism, uh, the realization of what we call Shinjin is the realization of faith. Uh, it's called the one thought moment. Um, it's also mentioned as the thousand thought in one thought. So it is the realization of the truth that all of this is out of our power. All of this is something that we cannot control. We will never be able to predict whether the sun will rise the next day. We can't decide to say, I'll see you tomorrow because I could die tonight. And so because of this, 
because Amida Buddha made the vows to save all sentient beings who call his name, we recite the Nembutsu in gratitude. Okay. Not in request. Right. Not in the Christian sense of prayer. Right. You never got to answer that question. <laughs> right. No, no, it's fine. Um but but yeah, that that's the that is what Shinjin is. It is the realization of true and trusting faith. Um as as Shinron puts it, um actually I can pull this um one up pretty quick here. Because I think this is just a lovely excerpt. Oh, you um, just had that bookmarked. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, one of the last things that uh, I, I read. Um, so this is from the Essential Shinron. Uh, this is point 194, uh, Entrusting 31. Um, so it states, To take refuge with the mind that is single in the Buddha of unhindered light filling the ten quarters, that's Amida Buddha, um, is, in the words of Vasubandhu, a bodhisattva, um, author of the treatise, the mind that aspires to attain Buddhahood. Here's where it gets more to what I wanted to get at. The mind that aspires to attain Buddhahood is the mind to save all sentient beings. The mind to save all sentient beings is true and real Shinjin, which is Amida's benefiting of others. Shinjin is the mind that is single. The mind that is single is the diamond-like mind. The diamond-like mind is the mind aspiring for enlightenment. This mind is itself other power. So I would truly say that as far as it goes, True and trusting of the fulfilled vows, the reason we say Nimbutsu is, is not because we want better health. We don't want uh, greed or what have you. I'm not asking for anything in return because I've already received the gift. I've already, I've already been born as a human. That alone, in, in Buddhist thought uh, entirely, not just Shin Buddhism, uh, being born as a human is an incredibly hard thing to achieve. Being born into this life, because I, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not 100% sure if this is a, a Buddhist or a Hindu belief. Um, I could be wrong, or maybe even Shinto. Um, but uh, there is uh, some tradition that believes that if you live an evil life, you will be born again as a cockroach. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do you come from the life of a cockroach to be Being born as a human again? again? Yeah. yeah, like it's the hardest thing to attain. And yet the whole time that we are human, we're trapped in the human condition. Yeah. We're trapped by blind, blind passions. And we have the inability to control ourselves. Um, even if we think we have control over ourselves, we, we truly don't. I guess a good example of it is anger rising in people. Mm -hmm. when, when we get angry, like someone cuts us off in traffic, yeah. it's just an instinct. Yeah. It's not, it's not a thought. Yeah. It's just something that happens. Mm -hmm. I think... Shinjin is the same thing. 
it's not entirely something that we think or realize. It's something that grasps us. And then from there, we say the Nimbutsu with gratitude. So, why practice? For my belief, I would say, the reason to practice Shin Buddhism is to benefit all sentient beings. My purpose is not that I want to go to the pure land to live in heaven, as mm-hmm. it were. The, the belief of Shin Buddhism is that you go to the pure land, which is a perfect place to birth the Buddhahood in you to plant the seed of the dharma in your mind it's said that all of the landscape is beautiful gold and there is music that completely describes the dharma to you in a way that humans cannot mm-hmm. profoundly understand um and the so it's whole a place to learn exactly it's it's the greatest academy to go to <laughs> oh my god you and... got accepted into yale <laughs> And then to come back and save all sentient beings by leading them to the pure land. Because then, if we can all attain Buddhahood, we can all achieve true, everlasting happiness. Okay. So that would be my argument for why to practice. Okay, why not? Um, <laughs> you brought this question to the table. I, I know did, you brought I it did, more for yeah. my benefit, but you also have to answer this question. I think um, the reason why not to practice is one of two things. Either the belief in self-power or the belief that all is for naught. Mm-hmm. Um, so either total doubt or total belief in your own ability to reach enlightenment in this lifetime. Like uh, Zen masters will say, um, I I can't remember the term uh, right now, but uh, essentially what they call uh, enlightenment is the moment when you reach the purest form of Zen meditation. Um, And in that moment, you become an enlightened being. But what happens when you stop meditating? <laughs> like, that's always troubled me so yeah. much. And, and that's why I don't meditate for any reason of faith or anything. I, I don't um, believe in needing to do other practices. I feel that the Nimbutsu truly encompasses all necessary practice um because it's the belief of total reliance um now to not believe to choose self-power instead of other power i think is the manifestation of selfishness um and again i don't think selfishness needs to be connotated as a bad thing because I mean, this is my practice, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it's survival. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like we all are searching for ways to survive. Yeah. Some of us find that 
praying to Jesus every night <laughs> makes makes the world go round. Some of us believe that that's a comfort thing. You know, exactly. that's just a, uh, it's like I <laughs> I'm an adult and I still have baby blankets. You know, it, yeah, it's it's a comfort. Exactly. I that's all it is. And and for Sheen Buddhists, I would say that comfort comes from reciting the Nimbutsu, mm-hmm. saying Namu Amidabha. For you, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it's it's calming. It's all encompassing, but most of all, it is gratitude for what has already been fulfilled. I like that. We we can choose whether or not to follow it. Um, there's different sects of Pure Land that believe you have to do different things. There are some who believe you have to recite hymns or sutras uh, daily, um, or what have you. But I truly believe that the saving power of Amida Buddha arises simply out of saying the name with gratitude. Yeah, I, I don't know if I spoke enough to the reason to not practice, but I think I think uh, either the idea of total doubt mm-hmm. in other power or total belief in self-power defines that to and, me. Like, I, I mean, this may just be a personal doctrine here. Um, I don't half-ass anything, yeah. usually. Um, don't practice if you don't wholeheartedly believe in what you're practicing because you're not putting like I said before you have to have that tether and you have to hold on to that tether with both hands and if you I mean you're never gonna get the right tension if you're holding with one hand yeah you know and you can come back to something there's no shame in walking away from your practice to find out who you are and coming back to it, it, it distance makes the heart grow fonder essentially yeah, yeah um don't don't half-ass your practices exactly because you're just wasting your time yeah, yeah yeah and you're perpetuating the problem in yourself and a lot of it is performative at that point exactly and who are you performing for exactly yeah. and if you're performing for other people that's a whole other issue like don't do that mm. <laughs> Because that that in itself is is a negative form of selfishness, I yeah. would say. That and is compl- vanity. And that totally defeats the purpose of doing it in the first place. Yeah. Like, it, it, it doesn't really matter what religion you're talking about here. That, it pretty much flips everything that every religion teaches on its head. Yeah. Performative is, like, the last thing you're supposed to do with the religion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think especially today... In this age, it, that is one of the biggest problems that many religions face is the showmanship, mm-hmm. the utter, uh, <laughs> like, fuck me. I've been to churches that were more concerts than Bible yeah. talks, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like... And here we are making a podcast. Yeah, right? But we're just... <laughs> I mean, we're just two people with a laptop. It's not like, <laughs> and and I feel uh, like like I uh, put in in our disclaimer, mm-hmm. um, the purpose of our discussions is to understand better. Yeah, and I think that truly, by having open discussions, 
interactions with people of other perspectives uh, reinforces the perspectives we have mm -hmm. because we can understand from both sides like yes this is why I practice but I also see why I would not practice yeah. I understand why you don't practice mm -hmm. and why you wouldn't have the desire yeah. to practice and I think that's something that j just bottom line, it should always be respected. Um, and it's not, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, especially in in this day and age. Uh, like even within my like pagan roots, my personal belief system is very wildly like most people are like, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like I don't believe in any of the formal deities in the way that I think whatever is out there is too big for the human mind to comprehend yeah. and I feel like it's very foolish to place names on these things um when it could just be tendrils of the same being exactly. you know I, I'm very much thinking of like um like very pagan people who assign themselves these deities and stuff it's like yeah. it this is all part of one entity and like you can name the moons of Sat you know saturn <laughs> that one that has that has the rings <laughs> which was jupiter Oof. well they act we have discovered that both of them have rings okay but, uh, saturn is what you're talking about okay uh, you can name the moons <laughs> of the planets but they're all still part of the same orbit yeah you know the names don't give them any more or less power. It doesn't, it just denotes who is who. I don't, I, which is kind of defeating what I'm saying. Anyway, I just, <laughs> I just think it's all too big to comprehend. And it, it um, I don't know where I was going with this really. I, I, um, um <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, that definitely speaks to, Oh, a, my practice. Oh, I just yes. don't believe in like, I don't know. I'm very wishy-washy with my beliefs, but... I feel like that's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't want to tie myself down to something and be wrong. Right? <laughs> and it's that's like, one, but... like it, and that's the thing, is, like, you, you don't want to practice wrong practice. You yeah. know when f something feels I'm not, gonna, not right. I don't half-ass things. I'm not going to put my whole being into something that I disagree with like any part of you yeah, know yeah. and there's always something where i'm like uh like a big reason i lo uh, left uh practicing wicca was a lot of it was just whitewashed um appropriated practices from so many different cultures yeah. and like no credit where credit was due mm -hmm. and very much you try and bring the credit back to where it is and they're like oh well that's no longer wicca that's such and such and such from such. It's like, okay, right. well, then I'm not doing this because I'm not going to go off of a book that a white dude wrote in, like, the 60s. Right. Like, you know? And and you could even say the same thing uh, towards uh, Satanism. I, I can never remember his name very well, uh, but uh, the, the guy who wrote the book of Satan. Yeah. Um, it's very much now, I would say, an outdated view on self-power. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it's like... Because like a lot of my... Um, I would say a lot of my personal beliefs align with Satanism. Yeah. But like 
I hate so many of the people that populate towards it because they're like, oh, the Satanism. Yeah, they, like, they like the shock It's value. the performative and all of that. And uh, a large thing that pisses me off is, like, I don't believe in God or Satan. And a lot of them, you have to believe in God to believe in Satan. Yeah. And they want to just totally gloss over that. And again, that comes back to the performative. You're just trying to be edgy. I'm exactly. Sorry. Exactly. I think there is a very, very important distinction to make between Satanism mm-hmm. and anti-Christianism. Yes. Which is a <laughs> one is hating another practice. Mm-hmm. One is believing in self empowerment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like live your life to the dreams that yeah. you have. And so that's my why not to practice mm-hmm. is I have found through especially growing up Christian, um, and then doing the deep delves into the different religions I've tried to fit into is there I find that all of them are so performative, even with the people who try their best not to be that you, you know, you go to a con unless it's a self practice, you know, um, you go to any sort of congregation and there's always going to be someone vying to be the best and the brightest of the bunch, you know? And even if you're like, Oh my God, it's that person again, you're still performing to compete with that. Yeah. Um, or you're judging it, which is also not a point of anything. Yeah, right? And so if you're going to practice, it's not a why not to practice. It's a, to me, why not to practice around other people? Your belief mm-hmm. system should be for yourself and like you trying to spread what you have. Yeah. But it's not, it should never be force fed. And I just congregation to me is not um, it. It defeats a lot of the purpose. A a very important distinction there is the difference between congregation and fellowship. I I, absolutely like small groups versus. Yeah. 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 I I feel like the intimacy found in a small group setting is uh, much, much more important than the idea of hey let's have this big mega church and it should it, it, it should come down to sharing scripture yeah and um discussing the facts i mean but a lot of inter it comes down to interpretation so there's not fact but like it's not about oh well i read this passage and it made me think about um my granny Anne who uh, yeah, it's like, that's not challenging no. faith. And it should always be a challenge exactly. in these situations. Exactly. That's the point. Like, the, like you know, I, you were talking about, you know, why we're doing this. Sort of, I just think it's important to for us to have the face-to-face talk about it, you know? And, yeah. like, we're think, not going to agree on everything. And I think that's great. And it, I love that. And a lot of it, it <laughs> in, like, what... Uh, it, you have to process your own feelings about your own religion. And I think that's why this is an important conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, uh, kind of waffled there for a minute, but uh, <laughs> I, no, got where I, I, was going. I, I think it's definitely important to share differences because mm-hmm. through doing so you're reinforcing your beliefs mm-hmm. and you're processing. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and if you're not challenging what your faith is, 
are you really believing your You're faith? You're just performing. Yeah, that's actually something I wanted to get into, uh, especially in our next episode. So I think that's probably a good place for us <laughs> to uh, sign off here. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Contemplating Shinjin. I hope that uh, our discussion here was uh, helpful, informative. I hope at the least it was entertaining. Exactly, yeah, uh, because it certainly was for us. (laughs) Um, So, in Gasho, I say Namu Amidabus. Bye. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, to our first episode of Contemplating Faith. I hope you enjoyed the discussion that we had, and I wanted to mention that the beautiful music that we shared throughout this episode is S. Hill's That Moment. You may find them on SoundCloud, YouTube, or Spotify. That's S apostrophe Hill, and the song is That Moment. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Namo Amidabus.